Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. Text, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Great to have you on the Stephen Corson Show, where we like to talk about money, life, and everything else. This show is all about revamping how you think about money and how to use it to live the life that you want. I'm excited you made this show part of your financial journey. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Stephen Corson Show, everybody. I am really excited to have you today. I've got a topic called Five Jobs That Make Over 60K and Don't Need a Four-Year Degree. Now, before I get into this, I want to address something because based off of a previous episode, some people might have questions about this. I am not anti-college at all. I am all for college. I have a four-year degree. There's nothing wrong with going to college. It's great. It will open up a lot of doors. But that being said, college is not the gimme that it used to be. It's just not. And you have to have kind of a business case for what the return on investment is going to be for your college degree nowadays. I hate to say it, but the reality is if you don't have a full-blown scholarship or you don't have parents that are going to be paying for the entire thing, student loans are going to severely cripple you early on and time is money. So if you can be putting if that's money that you can't be putting away into investments early, that's just going to hurt you in the long run. The other side of it is that the average person is graduating from college not in four years with a bachelor's degree, but in six years. Well, that's a really big deal because not only are you adding an additional two years of debt, but that's also when you consider the fact that if you could have just graduated in four years and started a job, that's lost opportunity cost as well. That's two years that you could have been working at a career. So it's actually a double loss from that standpoint. You increased your debt with those extra two years, but then you also lost out on potential jobs. And the majority of the reason that happens is because people switch majors. And unfortunately, the university system just isn't set up very well um, to do that. So you have to go back and take a lot of prereqs. It's very common. So that being said, I'm all for college, but it is not the only way to make a decent living. In fact, there's a lot of skilled workers. We need workers with hard skills, soft skills. You know, there's a lot of technical things out there to where you can make above the median average salary in this world and you can get it done in two years. And the reality is that's, that's, plenty for some people. That's more than what some people are doing anyway. And there's just not enough love that is being given to some of these other industries. So the point of today is just to kind of show a little bit of just, I, I just picked five jobs. There's so many of them out there that you can do. They provide great benefits with companies. A lot of times that you can get a job almost anywhere because the skills for these, the demand is, is just, uh, it, it's so high you know, depending on what it is. And, you know, some of these, if you're not a desk person and you just don't want to do a desk job, uh, which is a lot of people out there, uh, these are great. Some of these are great for that. So I want to get into that. And before uh, we get specifically into the five jobs, I want to start with this. This is a quote by Elon Musk. You might know him from Tesla. Uh, he's the CEO there. He's made some pretty cool cars. And uh, also SpaceX, which recently just uh, self-piloted um, a, sh a shuttle liftoff, everything, took astronauts up to the International Space Station. It was incredible. And then did something NASA's never done, which actually brought the rocket back and landed on a barge in the sea without a pilot. It was absolutely amazing. So anyway, the point is this guy's pretty smart. He said this, you get paid in direct proportion to the difficulty of the problems you solve. Okay, so let, let me say that one more time. 
You get paid in direct proportion to the difficulty of the problems you solve. So think about it like this. It, let's let's talk about picking up trash. Okay. So if you go, well, I don't like trash being on the ground. I want to take care of the earth. Uh, I'm going to go to my local dog park and I'm going to start picking up trash. You know, that's all around there. Okay, that's great. That's a problem. Definitely, you know, uh, do a little roadside pickup there maybe too on top of it. Uh, that's a problem that needs to be solved. And somebody might pay you a couple bucks an hour, a couple times a week in order to do that. Why? Because it's a problem, but it's not a huge problem. So you're not going to get paid $100,000 a year to go and pick up trash at your local, you know, dog park and roadside, right? But what if you then go, well, what if I uh, start doing beach cleanup? I live close to a beach and there's a lot of, lot, you know, there's a three mile stretch there that's really bad. I'm going to start doing daily beach cleanup there. Well, okay, that's a much bigger problem. Uh, you know, cities want to keep the beaches nice and, uh, you know, pretty for the tourists. We don't want that trash getting back into the ocean, all this other stuff. So yeah, that's a pretty decent sized problem. You might be able to make $100,000 a year doing that. Um, you know, you get the government and maybe some other city officials to pay you or something like that. That's, that's a pretty big problem. Now, what if you come in and you say, well, I want to clean up trash in the ocean. That's a really big problem right now. I want to clean up trash in the ocean and I'm going to be pulling it out by the tons. Well, shoot, that's a really big problem, right? And there's increasingly more people for sustainability purposes, all this other stuff that are going to be willing to pay you a lot of money in order to do that. Now, it's going to take a lot of money to do that too, but you're going to get paid a lot of money to do that. That's the point. The point is that the, the proportion of difficulty of the problem of your local dog parks trash versus tons of trash in the ocean it's huge. And that's why you're going to get paid more to be the guy to figure out how to fix that plastic in the ocean issue over fixing the local dog park issue. Okay. So keep that in mind as you're going out and you're looking for jobs and you're thinking about this Think, What problem is it that I'm trying to solve? You know, that can really open a lot of doors for you that you may have not previously entertained. So that being said, Let's talk about some problems that can be solved that you absolutely don't need a four-year degree for that will definitely pay you very well due to the problems that you are going to be solving. So the first one that does not require, and this one is hot right now. It's really, really hot. That is web development, okay? Web development's really big. Um, yeah, sure, there's it, websites everywhere, but the reality is, as a business owner, I can say this, your website is your first impression it doesn't matter what you do it doesn't matter if you're a business doesn't matter if you wrote a book doesn't matter if you're a church or a nonprofit. doesn't matter if you're a government entity and if you see some of our government entities and you see the websites you'll understand uh, why maybe elements of our government don't work so well uh, but the point is web development is extremely important right now now there's three different types of web developers. And there's a lot of different things that you can learn in web development. There's languages, coding languages that you learn as uh, parts of this. And you know, the more of these you have, uh, the more valuable you are. So this is something that you'll get into and you'll find there's a lot of variance based off of the skill sets that you have in this. But these again, we're talking about averages. So there's what you call the front end developer. So the front end developer is all the sexy stuff. It's the design, it's the setting up of the website. Um, how's the copywriting, the branding? Should we put a picture here? 
you know, how does this click, you know, link work and like all this other stuff. That's the front end development doing logos. It's, it's the fun, sexy stuff, but it's super important because that's what gets people's attention. And it's challenging nowadays because you only have a couple seconds to get a person's attention and to do what you want them to do on the website. So design is really important. So that's uh, one element of it. The other end is the back end developer. And the back end is the exact opposite. If, uh, if the, the front end developer, if you think of it in terms of a house, they're the interior designer, they're figuring out where the table and the kitchen's going to go, you know, uh, you know, we should, you know, do an open concept, whatever, the front end developer, or I'm sorry, the back end developer is the infrastructure guy he's doing the electrical work he's doing uh the plumbing laying the concrete foundation down it's the stuff that's not necessarily sexy but it's so incredibly important otherwise the house is just a bunch of walls and you're you know it's it's not going to do much for you right so you're not gonna be able to flush your toilets you can't plug your phone in you know, it's going to be a problem. So back end development, really important coding, making link sure links are working, doing security checks, updating software, um, all that stuff, watching the data analytics, you know, web traffic that can also fall a little bit on the front end too. But but that's that's what that is. So the third one in this person makes a lot of money way above the average uh, is a full stack developer and a full stack developer just as both that's a front end and a back end. So that's a broader skill set. You can do both. Therefore, you, you can do the job of two people. Therefore, you are much more valuable. So easily, easily breaking the $60,000 mark, um, a, a front and back end developer, if you can do either one average salary, $74,000. Again, a lot of variance there tends it, it, you can get a lot higher in that the more experience you get, the more uh, languages and coding and all these other, you know, skills that you have within this world, you can definitely take that up. A full stack developer can make six figures. $95,000 is the average starting there. And again, they're hard to find. So you and the other big advantage of these jobs is you can work from anywhere. Anywhere that there's a good internet connection, you can generally work from. Most developers like this, they they don't always work in an office. A lot of them work from home for companies in wherever. So you have a lot of mobility without actually having to be mobile. It's great. So like I said, monitoring web traffic, ensuring the business has a great first impression, work from anywhere there's a good internet connection. Um, you know, tons of demand for this kind of job. You don't even need to go to school for this. There are classes and courses you can take one off that cost a fraction of what a degree will cost you. I mean, some of these things you can learn to do for five to ten thousand dollars. I mean, a university degree is going to, and you can do it in a year or two. A, a, a college degree is going to take you four years and cost you four to ten times that much, depending on what you're doing. So again, web development hugely in demand. Lots of mobility. A lot of things you can do with it. Job number two, executive chef. Do you love food? Oh man, then this is the job for you. Being an executive chef is a lot more than just cooking though, okay? You need to be able to manage people. You need to be able to manage the kitchen. Um, monitoring the quality of food is something that's really important. Creating new and exciting dishes and entrees. You get the opportunity to be creative, to work with your staff. Uh, maybe you traveled some or during culinary school, you you learned some different things. You're like, man, I really want to try to mix this up a little bit or sprinkle a little bit of that in there. Um, you know, hire and train staff 
staff, follow food and safety regulations. And eh, that, that doesn't sound like a ton of fun. I know, but it's important. We don't need another COVID and, you know, people coming in and eating bats or anything like that. Um, but yeah, anyway, the point is executive chef. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great job. If you love food, uh, if you love that hustle and bustle of the restaurant setting, you like watching Gordon Ramsay, something like that, it might be something to consider. This is a challenging position. Um, you know, some of the things about this is that you do, uh, you are going to be busy on night and weekends, but if you don't mind that and Hey, you enjoy a lifestyle where you can have the rest of your weekdays open, then this might be something for you. An executive chef, don't think of it as just like a five-star restaurant thing. A lot of people work in hospitality, uh, entertainment. A lot of people doing these at uh, casinos, cruise lines. You know, th there's a, there's a lot of different places just out of your outside of your traditional restaurant to where this can be a really fun and exciting job and open you up for different opportunities to travel, experience new cultures. So, executive chef, there you go. Number two, average pay scale starting there, and again. As you continue to climb in your career, more notoriety, better restaurants, there's a huge upside to this. But on average, this average pay is $61,000. Very respectable. And I guarantee you, they don't have to pay for food very often. <laughs> They're probably taking home some great meals all the time. So there's probably some additional perks and savings uh, there to where um, you know, you're going to save a lot of money on your food budget. So that 61000 average pay scale, solid. Job number three claim adjusters and examiners. So this is working around different types of insurance. Maybe it's automobile, maybe it's homeowners, uh, commercial, whatever the case is. Um, this requires, uh, this is kind of your um, Sherlock Holmes job of the day, right? So uh, this requires a lot of strong reading comprehension, somebody who likes the investigative process. Do you like having to fit, recreate things in your head? And no, I'm not just talking about like conversations you had a year ago that you're sitting here going, man, I wish I would have said that at that time. I definitely would have won that argument with that person then. Definitely happens to me always in the shower. I don't know why. Anyway, point is, if you like actual investigative stuff to where you're in the real world, you are looking up police reports of the incidents, you're compiling evidence from multiple sources, checking out webcams, uh, or not webcams, but like street cams or whatever the case is. However it is that you need, whatever you need to do to recreate what actually happened, that's kind of what these claims adjusters are doing. And what they do is they go back and a lot of them get perks too. So, you know, with this job, the average is around $53,000 according to pay scale. And there's a lot of perks that come with that that really take it over that. Like most people don't pay for their car. It's a company car. Uh, most of that is taken care of. So when you add in the benefits and some of the other things, cell phone and a lot of other stuff is taken care of, uh, you're, you're pretty well over $60,000 in total compensation there. And that's just kind of getting started. You know, it, it's, it's a great job. If you're not sure what you want to do, you want something with some really cool experience that will expose you to a lot of different things. Insurance is not going away anytime soon, uh, whether we like that or not. So this is something that it's a low cost of entry. You can still get paid to do it really well. Um, and yeah, there's, there's, uh, you can make a great career with a lot of big companies doing this. So yeah, claim adjusters and examiners. There you go. So this one, I have to give a caveat to this one. If you like danger, this 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 one will shock you, literally. 
okay? Electrical power line installers and repairers, aka linemen. And no, I'm not talking about linemen that are playing for your favorite NFL team, okay? They're getting paid a lot more than these guys. Um, so, and I could argue this job is actually probably a little bit more dangerous than even what some of those guys are doing. Um, so yeah, installation, repair, maintenance of overhead and underground power lines and auxiliary equipment. I mean, think about it. Everywhere you drive, anywhere there's a city, you've got what? You've got lights. You've got, everybody needs electricity. It's becoming more and more important that our grids are updated. They're constantly coming out with new types of technology for us to have to, you know, rip out old stuff, put in new ones. I know where I live, uh, one of the electrical companies is just absolutely terrible. It's incredibly inefficient. They need a lot of work in order to get things up to par with, you know, one of the other electrical companies in town. You can tell this by the bills that are done, you know, so it, because of that part of the update plan that they're planning to do, they're going to have to rip up a lot of infrastructure. So that's what this job is. It's linemen going in there, putting down these, um, you know, these power lines, going to the, um, uh, oh my gosh, the things that explode and they're blue uh, uh, because the, uh, I can't remember uh, on the stupid poles that yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The big electrical boxes that are on the poles for the life of me, can't remember what they're called right now. So again, this is a dangerous job. It actually ranks ninth uh, uh, on, on um, jobs most likely to cause death. So there's hazard pay here. <laughs> That's always good. You get to be outside in the, the fresh air. Uh, you get to use a lot of chainsaws, I hear, actually, which is great uh, because you get to go out there. There's a bunch of trees in the way that have overgrown. You got to take some stuff down. Maybe a storm just happened. So, yeah, if you like being outside, you like a little bit of danger, you like high places or digging or just whatever, you're, ne you're probably never going to need a gym membership. This job should keep you physically fit for the most part. Um, yeah. Electrical power line installers and repairs, AKA linemen. There you go. Um, oh, uh, pay wise, 65 to $74,000 easily average. I found a range all over the place, depending on what it is you're doing. Uh, you know, what kind of company that you're working for. There's a lot to do here. So very important job, lots of demand. You can literally live in any city in America and get a job here doing this most likely because every city in America has electricity. So it's kind of a big deal. All right, the last job, we're going to go to a very popular industry that tends to pay really well, the medical field. And this is about diagnostic medical sonographers. And you're sitting here going, sonographer, I know, I know what sonography is, I've heard that. Yeah, you know what it is. Hey, it's a boy rubbing the jelly on the belly, right? Yeah, me and my wife, we just recently had twins and it always shocks me that whenever they go and they put, you know, they're doing the ultrasound for the belly, the amount of jelly that they pour out of these uh, tubes, I mean, it's just like, and it's just like this massive glob from this huge, but like think of your average shampoo bottle. They waste easily half of that thing, just dumping all this jelly. And it's just like, is that necessary? Like, do you need that much? I mean, it's got twins in there. I know the belly's bigger than usual. There's a lot of surface area, but dang, man. <laughs> so anyway, diagnostic medical sonographers. Now they do more than just ultrasounds for children. That's one that we think of that's very common. It's definitely something you can do. So if you like seeing people's faces freak out, especially mine, when we had, uh, you know, when we found out that we were having twins, um, I, I think I, I remember I said, what? 
And then that was probably the most speechless I've been in my entire life since the day I was born. Um, it was in the middle of the day, one o'clock in the afternoon, me and my wife had to go back to work. Um, and we just like kind of looked at each other in the parking lot. And I was like, um, I guess I'll, I'll see you later. And she just goes like, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> like that was it. Like we had nothing to say. It, we just went back to our jobs and then freaked out when we both got home. Uh, it was weird. So anyway, really exciting, uh, opportunities here to be a part of uh, life-changing stuff for people. Um, this is also a big deal because, you know, things that are going on in the womb, it's really important to get it right. Um, they have so many new treatments nowadays that can do if you can detect issues with children uh, developmentally in the womb early on that can it dramatically increase their quality of life if they treat it in the womb or, or shortly after they're born. So it's a very important job, a lot of rewards to this. And it's not just about babies. It's also about heart and cardiovascular. This is uh, very common. You do this, um, you know, people go to get checked for any kind of blockages in their arteries or veins or heart. I mean, this is life-saving te uh, technology for a lot of people. Only requires a two-year degree, associate, uh, not particularly expensive. There's an increased demand for this position by almost 20% over the next 10 years. That's a lot, okay? So, so this is an industry that continues to grow. There continues to be a need for this. We are going to need good, qualified, skilled workers. You can work in a doctor's office, medical lab, outpatient center, hospital. I mean, again, you have a lot of mobility. You can live almost anywhere. There's a decent sized city. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have something like this. You are going to have a lot of opportunities if you get this job. Average salary, average salary in 2019 was $74,320. It's not that bad. In fact, not only is $74,320 as an average not that bad, you're actually beating the median average by almost $10,000. So again, two years of school, the, the school itself tends to be a lot cheaper than a four-year degree, you know, by year anyway. Um, now, some of these programs can be really competitive to get into. So you have to make sure that you've got a buttoned-up resume and that you're able to get in. Um, but again, that's great because this is a competitive field. There's a lot of growth to it coming over the next couple of years as compared to other positions where there could be contracting positions, which can make it harder to find jobs. So uh, it's, it's everything that you're looking for in a job that's not going to uh, you know, that that's going to really be able to provide a comfortable living for you wherever you live. And again, you're working at any of these kind of places, you're gonna have great benefits. Um, you're going to have great uh, opportunities for mobility. If you want to move from one city to another, uh, there's just a lot of opportunities with something like that. So that is just five of the many positions that are out there that don't require a four-year degree. You don't have to go to college. Some of them, you don't even need to go to a two-year college in order to be able to do this. You can literally take courses, learn stuff on YouTube um, You know, for some of these things. It's incredible. Do an apprenticeship. There is so much work out there that is outside of just sitting at a desk, 
um, you know, and, and doing a, a, a job that you got to afford your degree. Again, there's nothing wrong with that, but you have to decide what you want for your life. Don't think that there's only one way to do this. There are so many other opportunities out there. I mean, I love the, the show uh, that used to be on Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe. Uh, there were so many interesting things on there that you just never knew. I mean, I remember seeing some of like the sanitation workers and what they used to do is sewage. And it's just like, yeah, guess what? There's a saying, everybody poops. And somebody's going to clean that stuff up, take care of us. They're health workers. These people are extreme. I mean, it's a part of my French, a shitty job, <laughs> but they got paid really well. They enjoyed it. It's definitely not your average everyday thing. I mean, you definitely got to shower a little bit more than the average person, but that's a really important job. If we, I mean, even the Romans back thousands of years ago, I guess a thousand years ago, it wasn't thousands of years ago, but about a thousand years ago, I mean, even they recognized the importance of being able to have some type of sanitation system for their larger cities. And it, it, this was over a thousand years ago, they recognized that. So there's more people on the planet now, we're, we're cramming into tighter spaces in these big cities. So it's just that much more important for all of our health to have people doing jobs like that. So let me be the first one to say to all the sanitation workers out there, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. You don't get enough love for what you do. Um, and we really appreciate you and all the services that you provide for us. Um, that being said, that's all I've got for you today. Thanks so much for stopping by and listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to share this episode with a friend and, uh, yeah, join us again for the next show. I hope you enjoyed this episode and had a good time. If you'd like to support this podcast and our broader efforts with everything money to bring quality financial entertainment and education to the masses, then please just take five seconds to go give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or vote for us on Spotify. You can also check out our Patreon page for more behind the scenes and go to www.everything.money for more problem-solving and life-changing information. And most of all, thanks for listening. <laughs>